Hey, what's going on, everybody, man? Welcome back to another episode of A&E Sports Talk. Man, I'm your co-host, Anton, here with my boy E, man. What's going on with you, man? What's good, man? You all right? Yeah, I can't call it, man. Just glad to be back on the pod. I know it's been a while, but we're back. Yeah. You know? um, got a lot of good content for y'all today. So, um, man, what are we going to get into first? Um, So, first things first, we can uh, we can do a little awards. Yeah. Most of y'all who've already heard the podcast, y'all know that we kind of tried to do some predictions early on. Twan had us do like a segment on award winners and whatnot. And uh, I mean, I ain't trying to toot my, my co-host's horn or anything, but I think he damn near went perfect on his picks, didn't he? Except I, I missed out on uh, I missed out on Rudy Gobert and winning defensive player of the year. But I mean, I think Giannis should have won it. <laughs> but still, I mean, I don't even think it was. I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess I get it, but I don't. Let's talk about it. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Uh, yes. I mean, well, I mean, MJ won Defensive Player of the Year and MVP. He did. Uh, I don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't know. I said before that I hate when my favorite player Russell Westbrook goes up against Rudy Gobert because he cannot get to the rim. But uh, look, now, let's be real. Giannis as an MVP was also the defensive player of the year. And so, uh, yeah, I don't get that. But, I mean, it's whatever, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty – I mean, overall, I thought the war ceremony was pretty – well, I thought it was drawn out too long. Um, uh, as far as the whole show and the presentation, I think they're just doing too much. I wish they would do it like they did it back in the day. Just announce whoever won what and give it to them instead of going through all these theatrics and say that stuff for the ESPYs and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, but um, as far as all the other award winners, I was pretty much in agreement. I mean, because remember, we, I, I mean, it wasn't just a prediction; it was also my personal superlatives too. Yeah. So, um, I still uh, and some of the other ones that we didn't get get into the sports money of Mike Conley, which is something I clearly see. I was you know happy to see Brad Bill uh, win his uh, <laughs> award for his charity. Um, that was funny because uh, just watching John Wall struggling. Up down state. I don't know what he. I don't know his voice was cracking. I don't know what. No, but, no, he was drunk. Yeah, There's something wrong with him. <laughs> and um, and uh, who else? Who are there any other super? Oh, the moment of the year with Derrick Rose. Um, I, I was, you know, I had him as one of my dark horses for that's, uh, that's bull. Comeback player of the year. Mm-hmm. That moment. I mean, what you mean? That's bull. That's bullshit. I mean, all right. Just a quick rundown. Um. Like Twan said, highlight moment of the year. Fans voted Derrick Rose, uh, MVP Giannis, Luca, Ricky of the Year, Lou Williams, Six Man, Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player, Pascal, uh, Most Improved, and that's pretty much it. But um, yeah, moment of the year. Come on, man. What moment was better? Russell Westbrook, as a point guard, had a 20, 20, and 20 game. Yeah, we give Derrick Rose an, uh, a moment of the year for. What was it, a 50 or a 40-point game he had? Uh, um, he had a 50-something. I like 51 points. Okay. Um, I've seen a bunch of people hit 50 before. I've seen Gilbert Arenas hit 50 one time. That stuff, that's not, I'm, I'm not sure how special that is anymore nowadays. So, no. But that 51 points came – that 50-point game came organically. It's not like he went out of his way to try to get a certain I set. So, I, I mean – I mean, did he? He took a I – mean, you don't get 50 points if you don't take Russell shot. Russell Westbrook tries to get a triple-double every single game. 20, 20, and 20. He tried to do that. In memory and his team allowed his, him to do that. In memory of his homeboy. who In, in, mem- in memory of some gang affiliation. And then, and then. Gang, through, and gang then they, affiliation. They it, it's only been That's the most done, ridiculous thing I've ever seen or heard in my life. History by a guy named Wilk. I, I don't okay. support. I don't support gang activity or gang affiliation. Kids, just say no. 
Well, stop, hey, stop all that. Stop pumping up all that Florida stuff there. How about that? That's all what y'all what do Florida that. stuff? That's all y'all do. Gang, gang, gang. Florida. No. That's all y'all do. We're so from the country. Don't even pip that up. Oh, oh, now you're from, oh. <laughs> and go. Florida. You know, we are uh, chasing rabbits. And... Yeah, I see how you switch up. Ain't nobody switching nothing up. But anyway. Uh, look, let's let's go ahead and get one award out of the way right quick. Uh, they forgot to mention it. Um, I ain't seen it nowhere, but best dress uh, went to Russell Westbrook this year. Um, I think I think we all know that. Um, PJ Tucker, close second, you know. But um, yeah, man, we got we got to give that up. Um, yeah, the award for the who can dress like the best. Oh, say it, say it. That's what it is. Nah, nah, it ain't the word. I don't, 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 don't worry. It, I don't know what else. What other you say? They dress okay. like trainees. See, I, I don't know. They they dress like uh-huh. they dress like. You believe correct? I, was, I don't okay. even know. Okay. I I can't even. I can't even. Describe what they're dressing like. Like I can't put a sex on it. Like it's, it's ridiculous. And it's like I, I think they dress up to say I'm going to see who could look like the biggest dummy idiot tonight. Yeah, I mean it works. And that's what they do. It works. And that's what and that's what they do. I think they look absolutely ludicrous. I think it's ridiculous. It's not you know, fast. I mean whatever. I mean you know what they say. Oh, and I ain't into the high class fashion type stuff anyway. That stuff a little suspect. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> Well, look, uh, before we get off this topic, one thing I thought was really crazy is, um, well, I'm going to say crazy, but I think I saw a meme on Instagram, and it was basically talking about how basketball truly is diverse, because out of all the winners we had, only one American, I guess, won a the six-man award. Most everybody else that had, like, I guess, an actual athlete award, not really not really counting Mike Conley and Brad Bill. They right. were all from somewhere else, like, you know, Pascal, right. Giannis. And I thought that was – what do you think about that, But when you, I guess, when you hear that now? Uh, I think I think the NBA is really happy about it because, you know, they've been Hell trying yeah. to globalize their brand for the longest. I mean, they, they've been doing – they've been doing a good job at it. And, um, yeah, that was that was pretty – that was pretty neat, man. And just how much the game is growing. And, and it also goes back to, like, I remember uh, people, like, try – But I remember people was uh going off on Mark Cuban, um, saying talking about how he uh he's saying that the European players were more developed than the American players, mm-hmm. and um and it's you know it's it's uh, I think it's you know a lot true because you know you got kids coming up now growing up on AAU circuit, and they're really not learning how to play the game. They're just learning how to go out there and get theirs and. Um, they're becoming good one-on-one individual players and stuff like that, but for the most part, they're not. Um, for the most part, they're not doing. They're not doing anything as far as uh, you know, learning how to play a team aspect of basketball. So you got these guys coming from overseas. They're actually learning their core fundamentals, um, and then they're bringing their own style um, as well. So. You know, the American players, they definitely had the advantage as far as, like, you know, the athletic, that athletic ability for the most part. I can't say it for everybody because Pascal and Giannis are freaks. But the skill, <laughs> right, the skill set um, uh, is not is not what it was, man. You know, guys catching the ball on the block, facing up, you know, being, you know, triple threat. Now it's just dribble, 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 screen and roll, dribble, 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 try to make a nice pass in there. Like, I feel like back in the day, like, I used to watch guys making these highlight reel passes every night. I can see one. And now I don't even see that. And um, I just, it's just the game just seems so different to me. Not saying that it's bad, but uh, it's just a different brand of basketball. So um, I'm, I'm excited to see those players, um, you know, thrive. And I think it's, you know, the NBA, I know Adam Silver's love. Hell yeah. Um, is the NBA, I guess, if you had to rank, I guess, some of the top sports in the world, does soccer come before NBA? I think it still does, but NBA is closing the gap. Have you ever wondered why football is not a part of anywhere else really but here? Because it originated here. It's it's like our thing. So I, I think it, since it originated here and it's, it's such a hard game to put together, that is hard to globalize it. Same Similar with baseball. 
um, baseball isn't everywhere because it's so hard to get it all together. And, um, you know, you got to and you got to get guys playing the sport from other countries. So like in baseball, they can get guys playing in other countries because um, they have guys in, in the MLB that they see playing all the time. They can go back home and start camps and foundations, like all those things they have in Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico and, uh, you know, all of those Latin American countries. They could do all of those things. And, um, you know, as far as they're, you know, playing that, but like, what, when's the last, who's, what name a Latin American uh, football player, you know, or Japanese <laughs> football player? They have them in baseball, basketball, they have them in everything. Yeah. And it's easy to put those games, like, kids can go outside and just play basketball. Like, you can't go out there and get all these pads and 22 kids to go out there and just start playing a football game. Like it's, it's just, it's too hard. It's too rare to put together. So I think it'll take a while for it to globalize. I know, but I think it's, I think it still has a ways to go. And then they need to diversify and get some other faces on here. Like you see uh, when the Polynesian athletes started coming in and playing, they started to grow with, um, not, uh, not Kevin, but why? Um, I want to say it was Anthony Munoz was one of the first mm-hmm. ones. But then you just start up, start seeing a flux of you know these Polynesian <clears throat> athletes um, from the Pacific Islands coming to play football, and now they're, I mean they they they're getting drafted every single year. You see, like Troy Polamalu, um, you see Tua right now, the one of the top quarterbacks in the whole country. Um, you have Mariota, uh, who else? Tyson Alualu. Um, it's a bunch of them that's in the league playing right now. And uh, don't oh my one of my favorite Domitai Pecco because uh, remember that he used to play with the Bengals had that hair flopping yeah. out all the time yeah so you know football is bit really 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 big over there and uh, but it starts with getting there you know getting that exposure and they're seeing guys like oh he did it I can do it and I think that's what they have to do and you know the NFL has to I know it's kind of like it's real conservative and they don't really you know, branch out like that but. And I would like to see it grow because I know there's some dudes out of there from Africa that can probably, you know, you know, be awesome. Or some of these guys from Australia that play rugby and stuff, that would be really good. Um, so I would I would love to see it. And I'm not talking about a punter. I'm talking about, like, the, you know, he's actually yeah. out there playing. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, all right, so quick transition. Uh, I want to do, like, a little game with y'all, Antoine. Uh I, oh, by the way, uh, y'all get a chance, you know, uh, keep DMing. Please keep texting in questions. Uh, even if you want to play part of games we're going to play, you know, it's cool, obviously. By no means, we don't care. Uh, but free agent guessing game, since free agency is really close. And uh, I don't know, I'm going to be heading to Vegas this weekend. Uh, and so, I don't know, we, I may not be able to, unless we want to do a podcast while I'm there, I'm down. But uh, free agency starts Saturday, if I'm not wrong, right? Yes, the first. The first is to be the first day. First, or is that Sunday? Sunday night, or no? I believe so. Yeah, one of the days. I don't know. But yeah, uh, free agent guessing game. Um, By the way, Marcus All just decided to sign with the Raptors five minutes ago. Uh, Well, stay with the Raptors. He picked up his option for twenty-five mil. Must be nice. But uh, (laughs) guessing game, Tuan. Where's Kevin Durant going? Mm, Golden State. All right. Where's uh? All right, Tuan, where's uh, Jimmy Butler going? Um, I want to say L.A. because that's where I was thinking the whole time, but it looks like uh, Houston is like. Which I, don't LA? I don't think it's going to work, but. I think Houston is stay as they are. Which L.A.? The, um, the Lakers. Okay, gotcha. Uh, let's see. What could I hit it? Toronto. I don't think so. Where do you think you're going? I got a weird feeling he's gonna end up in LA. Clippers? Yeah. Um you know what? Kawhi kind of makes me think of somebody who it's almost like a uh a, a dude who be playing girls sometimes, like he'll get what he wants from them and leave. Like I kind of feel like that's Kawhi. Like Kawhi was with the Spurs, got him a ring, took off, went to Toronto, got him a ring, blessed him, took off. Like I mean, well, I think he's taking off. Like I just, I just, I just feel like Kawhi gonna do what he want to do, like when he wants to do it. And I don't, I don't know, I don't see him staying in Toronto. He just don't. 
he gives me zero vibe. He wants to stay in Toronto. I mean, do you get kind of vibe? How did, he don't give you zero vibe that he want to do anything. Only, well, I mean, the reason I'm saying LA is only because the whole, you know, he actually had him in his list before. He's got family. Well, he li- he used to be there, lived there, whatever. They talk about how much he loves being home with his family. So, but I think that's been like a myth that's been dispelled like so many times. Like after they really don't want to go back home when they had a choice to go home, like they rarely. No, no, no. Some, some. Don't. How many? We can't. How many guys you know that go back home when they have I mean, a chance to? Only person, only person that ever did it was LeBron. Well, that, <laughs> that was my example. <laughs> like that's why I, I was gonna say everybody. I would say some don't like. I mean, Paul Pierce talked about how you want to play for the Lakers sometimes, too. Like, I mean, so people may want to go back. It just may not always, you know. I mean, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Like, KD, I wouldn't want to go back to Washington, D.C., period, with John Wallace. I mean, why would you? Like, no, there's no point. But I could see Kawhi going back. I mean, do you see any percentage at all he goes back? Um, I think there is a little small percentage, but to me, he's on the best team in the Eastern Conference right now, so – I don't see. I don't. I. I don't get why he would want to. Okay. Okay. Uh. So, I don't know if it's a wild take, but I think Kimba Walker goes to Boston. Um. Where do you think Kimba going? Ooh, I like that. I like that. I don't know where he's going, but I really do like that. I hope he doesn't go to L.A. I. I would like seeing him in Boston. Get rid of Terry Rozier. Yep. Rozier. Kyrie is. You know, looks like he's out the door. So. If Kyrie's going, and and I would get rid of Rozier. I'm not keeping him on my team. <laughs> and I would bring in Kemba. I like that fit. I do, too. I was thinking about that. I was like, you know what? I see the Mavs are actually trying to reach out to Kemba. I thought that'd be kind of interesting, mm-hmm. um, especially with, like, uh, Luca and uh, – oh, Chris Stapps, a free agent. What you, well, he's – I think – I'm not sure if he's restricted or not, but Chris Stapps will be resigning with the Mavericks, I would guess, right? Oh, yeah. That, that that's what that, I think they agreed upon that when they got traded that he was gonna do this. Okay, cool, cool. Because I was about to say I can't see no reason why they would even make that trade if he wasn't gonna. Try. So, uh, let's see who else I have. I got just a few more on the list. Um, ooh, you brought up Chris Middleton before. Um, now that he's actually a free agent, what do you actually see for him? Who? I'm sorry, said he. Chris Middleton. Oh man. Um. I think he'll be a good fallout option for Golden State if they don't if they uh if KD decides to leave. I think he'll be a perfect fit um out there in the Bay. But if I'm Milwaukee, I'm doing everything I can to try to get him back in the door, man. They really went to him down the stretch during a lot of those games. Yeah, and um they really need a guy like that. I mean, a pivotal piece for a championship, you know, caliber team. He can knock down open shots. He can get his own shot. He's long. You know, I, I I think it'd be a big piece. Um, I I won't be surprised if like those Eastern Conference teams really try to pry him out, out of there uh, as well, throw some money at him, try to get him out. Um, and I know I don't know if people have really talked about it uh, too much, but I I can see him playing for the Knicks too. Mm. Um, but you know we'll just you know I mean see how it all plays out. But I I could really see him going to New York. For some reason, I low key think that uh, the Warriors are gonna pull in either DeAndre Jordan or Al Horford. For some reason, even if it's just a one year deal, only because I think Al Horford yeah. really wants a ring, and I think that uh, DeAndre, I think, I mean, I think DeAndre would just honestly just a rebound and dunk can block shots for Golden State. I mean, where, where else, mm-hmm. where, where else, would do you want to go? I mean, he just get paid. There. Right. That's the only problem. But I mean. I don't know. I can't. I can't. That's right. I, I think. I think. Well, you know, Golden State's been trying to get DeAndre Jordan for right. years now, and uh, they tried to trade. They tried to sign him, and uh, you know, they they've been trying to get him for for a minute. So I wouldn't be surprised to see how that that works out. Al Horford seems like a really good fit. Could play in the screen and roll. Can pick and pop yeah. and shoot. They can really play a good small ball lineup uh, with them. It's um. Golden State is going to have to get back into the lab. Draymond is going to have to become so much better on offensive end as far as his mm-hmm. scoring, being able to score the ball. And I mean shooting free throws, not forcing up shots, and um, just being a better being a better player. Because, I mean, uh, defensively, I mean, hands down. I don't know. Who, uh, defensively, Draymond is elite. And um, 
Yeah, that's that's no question about about that. And he's a good playmaker on the offensive side of the ball, but you know he's he can't he struggles putting the, the ball in the basket. He can hit a shot every now and then, but that ain't gonna get it done, especially when guys go down. Like the name of the game is scoring buckets, so score more than your opponent. And uh, he's been struggling with that, and uh, he didn't come to the season prepared, so he's definitely gonna have to you know get back in the lab with that. And um. But yeah, I think both of, I think both of those guys and then Demarcus Cousins fit last year. So, okay. Last one. Where D'Angelo Russell D'Angelo Russell going? I um Okay, I'm gonna say this. Kyrie goes to Brooklyn, D'Angelo goes back to LA. Really? You think he'll go back there and, and not get paid? Yeah, well, Magic's gone, so that's what he was like. You know, Magic ain't there, I'd go back because Magic, you know, got rid of him. I can't see him going back and, uh, when he can't get paid there. Like, just he's gonna, he's he's not even a little, he's not even gonna qualify for the mid level reception, right? No, but I mean, he still gotta, I mean, he still gotta improve anyway. It wasn't like he was about to just break the bank, like, he still got some stuff to if prove. Matthew Delavadova. Is getting sixteen million a year. D'Angelo Russell's getting well more than that. Mm, yeah, I mean, look, I I agree, but you know, a lot of teams ain't going just because one team overpaid. Don't mean that everybody else finna just throw the book at somebody. So I, I don't know. I think he de- I think he deserves to get paid more. Than I think. That. I mean, I think he deserves to get paid more than Mark. What Marcus all designed for twenty five, twenty four? I think he's better than Marcus all. I, I think right he goes to the Knicks. I, I just don't see. I don't. Yeah, I think hmm. those are the Knicks, honestly. Too. I don't. I don't see the Knicks really wanting a point. I like. I still think Dennis Smith is okay. I think he might work out. Um, I I want to see him in a full time role. Yeah. For one, for like one year, and let him just run the show. I want to see that for one year, and um, see how he works with with RJ, and then out before I start to go to point. But you know, if that's what they want to do, then that's what. They yeah. Want. So your boy Ennis Cantor is back in the news. Um, he came out with an interview saying Zion is overhyped. He said, uh, "He said Zion is nothing more than Julius Randle with hops." To one, how do you feel, baby? Mm. <laughs> He's Julius Randle with hops. Hmm. Well, I guess that's his take. I mean, I can see that a little bit. I, I, that's why um, I laughed. I was like, "Yeah, I know." Like, I mean, I, when you said, it, "I was like, well, I mean, I don't really see that anything wrong with that." Um, obviously, he's much more tenacious, uh, much more explosive, bigger, stronger. Um, I mean, I mean, come on. Like, I, I mean, even if he is Julius Randle's with Hobbs, he's saying that's, that's like, that's a bad thing. Like, Julius Randle was an elite basketball player coming out of high school and coming out of college. And his past couple of years in the NBA, he's actually been pretty been good. Hooping. So, if he's <laughs> him, and hoop, I know that's what I'm saying. So, if he's Julius Randle with Hobbs and more explosiveness, then um, that's going to be pretty interesting. I know one thing, and his candle can't guard Zion. Zion oh, get him that he, work. Might, he might kill him. You know, tell him. It's like, yeah. All right. So, uh, Let's see, switching gears to our next topic. Uh, so, there was an Andre Iguodala interview on The Breakfast Club. Um, for those who mm-hmm. have not seen it, um, this interview, to me, was probably one of their best interviews this year. Um, Iggy's got a book coming out, and it's kind of like a tell-all book where he kind of talks about his perspective on, you know, just life in general, sports, athletes. And uh, I know I sent it to Twan. Twan, you got a chance to listen to some of it, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Um, before I give like what I forgot, what I feel like was a highlight of the interview. Do you have anything about the interview that really caught your attention, or what'd you think about it? Well, I already knew that um, Andre was pretty deep into you know different things and um, you know pretty intellectual. But um, you know, I, I and I I wasn't sure that he was writing a book. I thought I had heard it somewhere, but you know, you know, now that he's on this whole press tour or whatever, you know, it, you know, it confirmed it, and it looks very interesting. Um, like he's hitting on a lot of good topics and, and you know, things that, that go on in everyday NBA life. And Andre's always struck me as a deep type of person and some of the stuff that he says. And um, But um, he's just, I don't know. 
And he's just, Andre doesn't strike me as like a, a low level thinker, like 98% of the NBA, these NBA players think like he's a little bit deeper than those, than, you know, most of those guys are. So I'm interested in seeing um, what it's about. I hope he has a lot of success with it. And um, that could be a really good, interesting read. But what, what were you, what were your thoughts? Um, there was a lot of things I liked about the interview. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and say I wasn't really much of an Andre Iguodala fan, I guess, really ever. I kind of was just, you know, I thought he was an athletic guy who could play defense, score every now and then. He was pretty nice in Philly, but um, I didn't really care for him. After the interview, uh, Torn kind of already said it, but I didn't realize how smart the guy was. And I know you'll hear interviews that Steve Kerr would do on the sidelines where when they ask about Iggy, he says all the time, it's one of the smartest players I've ever been around. And I would feel like mm-hmm. from Steve Kerr's perspective, he's been around Tim Duncan, He's been around Michael Jordan. He's been around a lot of athletes. And for him to say that, to me, that's like really, really high praise. So when I was mm-hmm. listening to the interview, uh, Iggy touched on certain things as far as like player injuries. And they kept asking him, which I'm glad they actually asked him tough questions. How, what did he think about the Warriors? Did he feel like it was their fault on the KD situation? And Iggy was very kind of, you could tell that he kind of had some reserves. He wanted to kind of – I don't know if he wanted to say more. He kind of said, look at the book. It's going to be in the book. But it kind of felt like he was saying that, hey, KD's a grown – he wants to do. But at the same time, that coaching staff, they put so much pressure on you to play, especially when you're getting paid a certain amount of money, especially when it's fun. Mm-hmm. And when you got Steph and Draymond, everybody asking you, hey, you good, you good, you good. After a while, that starts to wear on your mental health. So I was just like – like, I guess I – Thinking about athletes, I just kind of think from a simple point of view, these these boys making, you know, $30 million a year, what are they complaining about? But yeah. it's a lot going on with these dudes. And um, another thing that kind of had me, I actually thought it was kind of interesting was he was saying one time that he was he averaged like 19.9 points over the season. He had one game left in the season. And his agent told him that, hey, if you can get to 20, I can get you an extra $5 million. And Iggy said, the only problem with that is that so many athletes get that mindset, I got to get to 20. They don't care about winning. They don't care about playoffs. They care about getting that one extra, you know, point one on that stat sheet to where you can get your money. And so I, I just, I, I think I'm actually buy that book. It just sounds super interesting to me. Um, mm-hmm. He was talking about how Mark Jackson got blackballed. I want to be perspective on that. What do you think? Do you think Mark Jackson is blackballed? Uh, I think he partially a little. I think he's a little bit blackballed. But truth be told, he, Mark Jackson was not a great coach like at all. Like he was a good defensive minded coach, but his offense was so simple. Like he literally ran high school offenses out there in the NBA. It was pretty elementary, and you know, he was years behind on that aspect. And uh, he's, you know, it's just it's just hard to to. Uh, now I think. I don't know, I guess I think his methods, the way he's doing things, I think he went about doing things the right way. But I think who he is uh, as a person, his his beliefs, that's going to keep him out of it. Um, like he can't, he's not going to be, like he spoke out against, they know that he's against gay marriage and one of the Warriors' owners is gay. And, um, you know, he's a pastor. He wasn't allowing guys to curse in the locker room and stuff like that, which I have no problem with anything he's saying or doing. It's his team, he want to do that. And, like, I'm all for it. And, um, but, you know, sometimes you're dealing with grown men, you're going to have, especially, you know, going through that age, you know, they just feel like they can't help themselves. And they want to, they want to do things where they want to, and that's fine. They're grown. They can do and say whatever they want to say. And so that can cause conflict. And so, like, having a strong personality like that and not being so PC um, all the time, that's going to be a problem for him in today's NBA. So I think that's part of the reason why he's blackballed out of the NBA, along with, now, I'm not, just not forget that this dude had Draymond playing small minutes when just about everybody knew Draymond. Anytime he was in the game, there was a better team. Everybody knew Draymond could play. But, you know, you got him coming off the bench and all this stuff. I'm like, why isn't Draymond playing with minutes? They're running isolation plays for Harrison Barnes. Yeah. Just doing crazy stuff like that. It's like, all right, man, you tripping. So he did struggle from on the coaching aspect, but he was a great defensive coach. He did get the best out of his players, I will say. All right, people. So, um, our next topic, 
what I'd like to do is redo the cornerback rankings because uh No, we're not doing that. No somebody's lost his swag. No, we're not doing that. Nope, nope. Don't know if y'all have heard, but five in and five out. Zayla Ramsey did the interview. No, no. Basically everything no that made him, number one. It don't matter. Basically, everything that made Jalen Ramsey, the people that some of us like, you know, the trash talk, the the abrasiveness, the you know, everything we like. Um, you know, he he's trading that all in. Uh um, oh, yeah, he ain't trading big draws no more, y'all. He uh he uh he went on radio station and they asked him about, you know, the quarterbacks and he he basically shut his damn mouth because he realized when he run his mouth, they pick on him, you know. Oh my and, God. Uh, they pick on him, okay. You know, he basically said in the interview that I'm going to stop talking about quarterbacks this year. I'm trying to show maturity and growth. Everything nobody cares about, basically. And, uh, if he think he about to get paid now, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, I always wonder when I – we ain't trying to mess you know, up I always wonder when I hear stuff like this. He's only saying this until he gets paid because apparently he – he probably got told by somebody, you know, above him that, hey, you're tripping. Yeah, Prime. yeah I, I can Prime. see that. I can see Prime saying, hey, Prime. get your money then talk. But, you know, Florida State. because of the fact that Jalen Ramsey now, you know, he, he's not Jalen Ramsey no more. He's he, he's somebody. He's some Florida soft State. guy. I think we're going to move yeah, okay. him down to number five in the rankings. And, uh, man, oh, whatever. Anyway, moving on. Next topic. <laughs> Best corner league. Florida I mean, State University. You know, oh, no. Next DeAndre time, abused him, but, you know, it's cool. So, uh, next, next topic. topic. This is actually going to be questions from the crowd. I think Twan said he may have had uh, one this week, so I'm going to let Twan take this part. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, the one I did have was about the um, – this is from uh, Gill in Tennessee. And uh, he asked about the teams in uh, – well, he, he kind of sparked a bigger question. Um, and something that I was thinking about, too, um, is every year there are five teams in the playoffs – um, that are new every single football season, and there are teams that from from five previous teams. There's always a change over five teams, and it is really really hard to do, but it happens every single year, and uh, it's it's really hard to explain. It's really an anomaly. Um, to tell you the truth, I, I really cannot. It, it's it's just difficult to explain why it happens like that, but it does. So uh, I guess this would be our attempt at doing our five in and five out from last season in the NFL making the playoffs. Because we know there's going to be a change. So do you want to go ahead and go first? Or go do we know there's going to be a change? It happens every year. Five whole teams, though? Five Well, teams. put it like this. I'm going to go by telling you who's in the playoffs last. I'm going to just do NFC first. Last year, the Saints, the Rams, the Bears, and the Cowboys were division winners. Seattle right. and the Eagles made the playoffs on wild card. Wild card, right. The only team I can see, put like this, I, Seattle, I can't change my mind on that. I can see Seattle possibly getting knocked out of there this year. Um, yeah. As far as who would go in their place, the Falcons, I can see that. I do not see the Saints falling out. I do not see the Rams falling out of that division. And, I, and honestly, I... I think the Bears are only going to get better. And so um, I can't honestly give you another one for the NFC East. I mean, I mean I'm sorry for the NFC period. If you have any NFC teams you can see coming out besides Seattle. Yeah, I got I, – I, I, in order just to get to my, my number of five, I had to make some changes. And I tried to make them as realistic as possible. And um, so the NFC West champion, uh, who won the NFC West NFC last year? West the Rams, Rams, right? Okay, so this is my first upset. I don't have the Rams making it. I got – you know what I had to talk about the Super Bowl hangover, that team that loses the Super Bowl and they just fall mm-hmm. off the cliff. Gurley's hurt. Uh, golf is in a contract year. Um, and he struggled down the stretch big time. Uh, Sue is gone. Um, they lost some key guys in the secondary. They lost Mark Barron. They made a linebacker. I can see them falling off the wayside. I can see the teams catching up to Sean McVay. So I got, as crazy as it sounds, the San Francisco 49ers winning the NFC West. Wow. And here's why. I, outside the reason I, I stated with the Rams, um, I like um, the addition of Tevin Coleman. I think um, Shanahan's a great coach. Um, of course, they get Jimmy Garoppolo back which would be huge. I think they have this, 
second best tight end in the NFL. I think Dante Pettis is going to be great for them this year. Um, of course, they drafted Debo Samuel. They still have Marquise Goodwin. I think their defense is really, really the thing that's going to take off uh, getting Quan Alexander. Of course, they got Sherman still coming back. Um, I really think, um, especially with the scheme that Shanahan's running uh, with Tevin Coleman and, and all those back, Jeremy Kennan's coming back, I think they're going to be a problem uh, out there. And I can definitely see them winning that division. And that's if Garoppolo is, is Garoppolo. And um, and he's back healthy, which from all accounts, everybody says that he is. I just look for it. I go down position by position, and I sit down. I look at things. I'm like, how much better is Jared Goff than Jimmy Garoppolo or vice versa? Then I go back. Is Todd Gurley completely healthy? Or do I take Todd Gurley or do I take McKinnon, Breida, and Gurley. Coleman? <laughs> but I'm not. And that's what I saw down the stretch. I'm taking all three of those guys off of – and he's talking about he has an arthritis problem or they you know some – Issues in his knee. I'm taking those three healthy backs over Gurley right now. Three. Well, of them. didn't play last year. He didn't. But I'm saying, I'm saying he's back now. He's healthy. So I'm saying I'm take. I will take him. And I've, I've seen what Jerry McKinney can do. So I take him. Then I go out there receivers. I well, I like. Um, I like, of course, the Rams receivers. Um, but I just I can see San Francisco taking that big jump forward. And uh, and look, it happens every year. So I had to take, you know, a risk on one of them. This is probably my biggest risk going with San Francisco. <laughs> um, NFC East champions, I have Dallas. I think Dallas should win again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here we go. Here we go. Another one. And uh, another one I had to do, NFC North. I had to take out the um, the Chicago Bears. Now, granted, the Bears are a team I feel like I would not be surprised if they don't make the playoffs, and I won't be surprised if they're playing in the Super Bowl. But that's how I yeah. feel about them. But um, – I have Minnesota winning the division. I think Minnesota will be better in the second year um, uh, with Kirk Cousins back. And um, I think the defense will – I mean, as long as they can stay healthier than they were last year, they're going to be in every single game competing uh, because of that defense. And I I really can see them taking a step forward um, on the offensive side of the ball. So I got Minnesota um, winning the division. Just as long as they stay healthy, they're going to be fine. Okay. Um, NFC South. Uh, last year the champion were the Saints. This year I got the Falcons winning it, and I think it's just based purely based on health, guys being healthy. Same time, I think Atlanta between Atlanta and New Orleans they can be flip flop. Um, either one could be winning division, or either one of them could be out of the, out of the playoffs. Period. I can see that happening, but this year I think it'll be a turnaround for the Falcons. They're hungry. They were injured last year. They you know, got some more beef up front for the run game. Of course, they get Monte coming back. So, I got Atlanta and NFC South. Um, and then my two wild cards. One wild card is going to be Philadelphia. I think they're going to be right there. My other wild card will be Carolina. So, I have New Orleans out, the Rams out, and the Bears out in the NFC. And that was very tough to do. Trust me. That was a, no, I'm sorry. I have, I have Seattle Yeah, I'm about to say Seattle. I have the Bears out. I had Seattle, the Bears, the Rams, and the Saints. Okay. And it's hard because you got to do it by the divisions, yeah. too. Like, I think some of those teams might be better than the others, but say a team goes 9-7 and, and wins the division, you know, and another team goes 9-7 and seven and they fight for a wild card spot because their division leader is like 11 and, you know, three or something at the time. Like, it's just, you know, you just never know how to play out. But that's how I got it in the NFL. Okay. Um. One quick question. You said uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. What, what, what is, who is Jimmy Garoppolo? No, the, the, the Jimmy Garoppolo he's supposed to be, that everybody says he is. Okay. So the Jimmy Garoppolo, the, the Jimmy G that had that great string of games, not last year, but the, end, the year before last, at the end of the season, when he just strung together all those great games back to back to back to back. With the Patriots? That oh, so, I'm sorry, with the, uh, with the 49ers? Yeah, with the 49ers, when he won, like, six straight games. Okay. When he won, like, six straight. Yeah, yeah that's the Jimmy G. So, what do you have? Um, well, that's, I mean, I can't come up with five because I told you that was just too much. I mean, I don't see that much changing. That's why I just said for NFC, I didn't got five for that. Um, for the AFC, um, I think I probably had more teams, but I still don't see much changing. Um, for the AFC, let me pull up division one is right quick. So, we had last year, we had – 
All right, so we had the Houston Texans came from the AFC South. The Kansas City Chiefs was right. the West, Patriots the East, mm-hmm. and then Ravens the North. I do not right. see Kansas City with that guy named Mahomes. As long as Lord willing, he's healthy. There's no way in hell I see them losing. Um, I don't mm-hmm. see the Patriots in the division they in. Good God, they're gonna win for the next thirty years. So I don't see them. <laughs> the Houston Texans, um, they're gonna be out. Um, I got look, them out I'm gonna tell y'all, you know, my my Jaguars, my my Jaguars, you know, man, chill, man, chill, uh, chill. My, my guy, my guy, Foles, you know, ESI, you know, Jalen, uh, you know, Fournette, you know, they, they, they gonna win the division. Um, you know, it's time. They got bum ass quarterbacks like Marcus Mariota and uh, and you know, it's just it's it's just gonna be too easy for them. So, um, one thing I told Twan about a lot that. I don't know if everybody will agree, but I'd like to get feedback on it. I think Deshaun Watson's our limited time, the way he plays football. That's the most reckless mm-hmm. person I've ever seen in my life play football. Uh, whether it's throwing balls into triple coverage or whether it's taking unnecessary hits just, you know, just for no reason. I just I just don't think that dude's going to – I don't think he's going to make it very long, y'all. I just, I just really do not see him. And they don't protect Oh, God, they don't. And they draft the offensive lineman from – uh, some very small school in the first round, which he could pan out. But, I mean, just the way Deshaun plays, I don't see it. And uh, the Baltimore Ravens, you know, look. Oh, when, yes, they, uh, when this guy named Odell came to the AFC, you know, no. I knew for a fact that uh, the Cleveland Browns finally got their LeBron James. They finally became a winner, you know. So, uh, the Baltimore Ravens will be out. Um, Lamar Jackson cannot throw a football to save his life. And so, you know, it's not happen. So, uh Stop Again, lying. I got the Texans out. I got the Ravens out. I got the Jaguars in, and I do have the uh, the uh, who I just said. Lam- oh, Cleveland Browns in. Um, Colts. Oh yeah. wow, Colts. Um, I actually don't. I know Colts made it last year in the wild card. I don't think the Colts will make it either. Um, if I had to guess, the Chargers already made that. I don't see them leaving that spot. So. I'm going to just yeah. take a wild guess and throw in there. Let's throw in New York Jets, huh? Why not? You know, let's just throw Le'Veon in there. I mean, we ain't going to lose, right? No. <laughs> heck no. We, heck we ain't going to lose, no. right? No, I'm just heck playing. No. Hey, Pittsburgh I'm Steelers, yeah. That's my last one. So, go ahead. Pittsburgh. All right, so, and my, <laughs> and the, uh, so I had three new teams, and I, I think I had three new teams in the AFC, yeah. right? So, um, in the AFC, I'm going, um, Kansas City's gonna win the division. Um, I'm also picking um, Jacksonville to come back and win the division. I'm picking uh, New England to win the division, and I'm also picking Baltimore again to re- repeat and win the division again. So I think Jacksonville, Kansas City, New England. And Baltimore repeating as champions, and then my two wild card spots are going to be um, the Chargers, the LA Chargers, um, and the Tennessee Titans. Those are going to be my two. I think Derrick Henry's going to have a monster year this year. Um, just the way he ended mm-hmm. last year, that was that was so impressive. The way he played, the defense yeah. played well. They got some more weapons for Mario. The, the key is for him is uh, it just is going to be staying healthy and hopefully. They're hopefully the offensive coordinator is competent <laughs> and uses his skill set and doesn't waste the guy's talent. And I get like he's on his fifth offensive coordinator in five years, so I get like I know that's difficult. Nobody wants to keep going, learning new offenses every single year. People, I don't think people understand how frustrating that is. But this guy's supposed to be running similar concepts as 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 Lafleur was last year, and um. This guy's a, but he's known Marcus Mario for the past five. He's been on staff for like the past four, four or five years. Like that's, you know, just basically since he's been there. So, that being said, um, hopefully he comes to Marcus and is like, look, I need your, give me two hundred of your best plays that we that you want to implement. Give me your twenty favorite concepts, this, this, and this, and what do you feel comfortable doing? And let's do it one thousand percent. And um, hopefully they could do a good job of just, you know, protecting him. Um, cause all his injuries they come in the pocket off fluke, in, like fluke plays. Last year he got hurt off a dirty play, and um, that really you know caused him you know a lot. But 
not to digress uh, too much on that, I think Derrick Henry is going to be the key for them. And even if Marcus doesn't doesn't play either play well or he's hurt, I think Tannehill can at least mm-hmm. be a serviceable, serviceable job think- enough mm-hmm. for uh, because because I think that's how much they're going to be committed to the run game this year with Derrick Henry. The way I'm telling you, the way that dude was running last year, he is going to. He's gonna be a beast, and I think I would, it wouldn't be a surprise to me. Like he's like one of the best fantasy players in the league this year. I know sometimes Marcus uh vultures from his touchdowns near the goal line, running options and stuff. Man, and, please. Um, no, he will. Like Marcus gonna run for like four or five touchdowns Man, and, and, uh, every year. Like, and I think every fantasy owner would be highly upset with it if they got Derrick Henry and they running options down there for the team wise. It'd be great. But for your fantasy team, it's probably not going to be so great. But anyway, I got them being a wild card. I think the Chargers are going to be great again this year. I just think I just think they are just still a, a tick behind um, the Chiefs. Now the Chiefs, um, man, it's looking like Tyreek Hill. I guess he met with the NFL today, so I think he's going to be. Um, yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sure he will be, but I don't think he's gonna be anything serious. Like, I don't think he's gonna be going the whole season. Like, I think Tyreek Hill will be playing. He better get six games like Zeke did. Like I've been saying this whole time. Like I said, I if I was, I would, I would, I would give him four games just for being stupid, still being with that that uh, that lady. But, um, you know, if he gets six, I mean, I can see that going. You know, I can see him no. getting six. And, six uh, or more. Like, Zeke got six for nothing. No. He better get six or more. Like I said, we're going to see how it's going to play out. And uh, hopefully, um, you know, well, it just depends. Because like, I guess they can kind of, like, manipulate that. They can appeal it for a certain amount of time throughout, like, a tough part of the schedule. Cause I thought Dallas did a pretty smart thing, too, the way they handled Zeke's situation. Like, knowing when to take the suspension. And, um... You know, I think that's, you know, if you can, uh, you know, fight it with the appeal process, worry about taking stuff to court. And, um, but that, that's, I mean, the Chiefs, they're still, I think they're just a tick above them. I think the Chiefs are better defensively this year. Um, I think the Chargers are better defensively too, man. Just Phillip Rivers, of course, is a year older. That, that's going to be a tough division, man. I, I could see either one of those teams making it to the Super Bowl this year, you know, to tell you the truth. They are, they are loaded. Question. Um, hey, Tyree, he'll get suspended for, uh, let's say, like, uh, Let's say he gets suspended for like you know ten, twelve games. Um, how much does that affect Pat Mahomes? Uh, it affects him. So I still think he's going to be the. I think he's going to be the MVP again, but uh, um, this year. But yeah, um, it's it's going to affect him, man. Come on, the dude has world class speed. Now, I know they drafted Miko Hartman, who also has world class speed. But um, it still got to be yeah. proven on the field uh, as far as like being yeah. a player, right? So, um, and I and listen, I wouldn't listen. I wasn't surprised if Miko Hartman would, went out there and did well. You know, Andy Reid knows how to use pieces like that. He's done it in the past. With did it with Todd Pinks, then he did it with Deshaun Jackson, Tyreek Hill, and I wouldn't be surprised if he does the same thing with uh, Miko Hartman. So, yeah, I'm um, I'm I'm thinking that you know Pat. It'll it'll hurt him a little bit, but just not not enough to where it's like it's some kind of drastic hurt. Cause he, I mean, he still did well without Kareem Hunt last year, yeah. and um, they also lost Dwayne Harris too. I mean, the Demetrius Harris. Yeah, but I, so, I don't know. I kind of feel a little different about that one. I think without Tyreek, that's a huge bluff. I don't think that's just anything like Kareem Hunt and Tyreek Hill. Those were two. Tyreek Hill taking the top off of stuff like he's still like I think Miko yeah, can't no, not saying camp. Just thinking different speed yeah. though. Miko's fast. He's super fast. He's yeah. He's well, he yeah, has world class speed too. Tyreek though, <laughs> like yeah. I, look, I, get it. I, get I think this. I don't know. I just and another thing. And another thing. Another thing too. I've been hearing. I've been following their camp. Uh, their OTAs. They they're talking about how well. Don't uh, look, 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 don't bring a name up ever uh, when it comes to look. When when he finishes a season. For real, for real. Then when he plays more than ten games, then I'll let me. But listen, I, I, I agree. That's, that was, and I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that his 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 thing is injuries. We all know that his thing is injuries. When he's on the field, or like you know, he's dynamic, he's talented, 
I mean, it's hard for anybody to cover him. When he gets the ball in his hand, he's a hell of fire to get down yeah. to the ground. So, we'll see. Yeah, you like you said, yeah, injuries are, are definitely the yeah. thing around. Any more uh, – did you have any more questions from this week? We good. No, I, I didn't have it. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, quick thought. Um, this is just me kind of spitballing here. So, hopefully you can follow me this. You're – Kevin Durant will not play at all next year. Would you say that's accurate? At all? Okay, Probably cool. not. Clay Thompson, if he plays, he comes back what time of the year would you say? I'd say like February, like all star. Like after the all star. You think it'd be that quick? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. The reason I asked, uh That's what, like nine months. I was trying to I was trying to form something in my head. And I'm thinking about I'm thinking about like you remember when the Spurs, whenever they drafted Tim Duncan. They had a really good team. They just happened to catch that. Man, that, that, man, that's one of the biggest NBA conspiracy theories exactly. of all time. So my thought was. When look, they tanked that season and draft Tim yeah. Duncan, and look at if, if Golden State ends look, up that's tanking. that's where I'm going with this. That's and, where I'm going with this. Woo. If Golden State tanked, look, like, just in my, in my head, say say Steph, not, not wishing this on him, obviously, but let's say he messed around and, you know, has that ankle issue pop up on him, right? Or just has something happen to him the way he just cannot play effectively. Would it be the worst thing in the world? So you already, if if we're guessing right, we're already guessing Katie and Clay sign back anyway. So they're already signed a contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, Draymond's in a contract, yeah. So that could mess up the scenario a little bit. But let's just say they tank. They get whatever number one pick comes to them next year, top three pick, whatever. Is that not just a shoe-in for a championship again? Like, that is pretty, that is pretty fluke, man. I tell you what, that would be pretty, pretty fluky. If they if they do that, um, who would you think they would target though? Uh, well, I ain't really like looking to that top class yet, but I'm just trying to think. Like, like I said, the only reason I thought about it, I'm thinking my brain mellow in there. Who? Who? Yeah, I wish man. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Triple I'm B's, baby. Triple no, B's. No, Trust me, they won't be in there. They won't make the NBA. Uh, if if Lanzo gets into the league, I promise you. I promise you. I'm. I will be in the summer league next year if my Lions low makes the league. I'm in the summer league next year. If Lions low ever makes the league, whenever he gets into the league, uh, I'm gonna be in the summer league playing against him. If that's the case. No, nah, he's he's not. He's not a. He's not in. Uh, I don't see it. I don't. I don't see he should it. Play. Man. Uh, but I mean, there's just so many. Then there's so many guys that's coming out next year. Yeah, you just uh, I don't know, you just you never know how it's exactly. gonna play out. I think we all knew about we all knew RJ for a fact was going top three to five. Before, before we we Oof. knew we knew before RJ Barrett got to do we knew for a fact he was going top three, I think. I think uh I think right. Zion personally I was a little bit more up in the air on him because I didn't know what Zion was gonna be doing in college. I know he was gonna bully some people, but I didn't expect him to hit jumpers or at least a three-pointer like he did, put it like that. So um, I wouldn't have guessed Zion went one last year in high school, just put it like that. Um, dude from North Carolina, uh, the one that slid all that way. Nah, he was going to be in the lottery. So I call him. No, 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 from North Carolina last year. Uh, the big uh, 6'6 dude that fell in the draft a, lot, a long way. Um, um, oh, yeah. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would never thought he fell that far. I would, I would thought he would have been like top five. Yeah. So that's why, like you said, it just depends on where things fall at. But um, let me see. Last thing, I agree. I think um, well, you still well. I, I mean, I, I know Trey probably will come out next year. At Duke. I know Vernon. Uh, I know Vernon Carey is going to Duke. He's going to be one and done. Cash is probably going to be one and yeah. done. Um. But I, I just I don't know how that's gonna play out. I just I don't see too many great like I don't see it as a big time draft next year. Like people laughing at Levar Ball, but like it's a legitimate change. Like Lamelo Ball is probably gonna go like top five. Easy. We'll see how he plays. I mean, he's going to play in Australia right now, which we got to bring that topic up another day about how I think a lot of these players they need to go ahead and start playing over there because so all these European players that or these. These foreign players have been winning all these awards <laughs> over here in the United States. They've been playing pro ball overseas since they yep. were teenagers. 
And people laughing about, oh, he's messing up his chances. His best chance to stay at UCLA. Like, man, shut up. These kids are over the planet against grown men and professional leagues being pros. And they're coming over here to the NBA winning all the NBA awards. Like, come on, man. Cut it out. Stop that that foolishness, man. Trying to, they just don't like Lavar, but you know that's a whole nother. We story. might have to talk about AP, but I think Lamelo La- really could go like top five. And then you got Vernon Carey. I know Vernon is, I mean, you're gonna be a Duke guy, but I, I just don't see any dynamic, dynamic player. Cassius, I like, I really like Cassius, but we gotta have a talk one day about the death of the death of the big man because um, I think it's here in person. Yeah, they, and a lot of teams, people are projecting that kid that's going to Georgia. Um, oh, I can't even think of his name right now. Oh, uh, from 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 Georgia. How are you talking about? Uh, up there, up there by not by Atlanta. Um, yeah, how are you talking about? Uh, Anthony Edwards. Yeah, it's like a six four guard. Yeah. Hey, oh, and don't forget about the kid that's going to Memphis. Uh, Wiseman. It's like seven. He's like he's a seven yeah, footer. Yeah, he, he he's straight. He's straight, man. Yeah, Memphis actually. I mean, you know, they got the top recruiting class in the whole country this year with, you know, Penny got the um, Mike Miller staff and uh, what's the guy used to coach up in Toronto uh, when Kobe scored 81, he was coaching. Um, I don't even know about Dwayne Mitchell. Yeah, I think he's on staff, like he's got some of the whole NBA staff and now his recruiting class is insane. Yeah. Huh. And they said the one coming out the next year is probably going to be bad just as good. I don't know about dude from Memphis. Like, I even Vernon Carey, like when it comes to these dudes who are six, nine, seven foot in high school, like I can never, I can never get a good gauge on these dudes because they. That's yeah, true. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to predict. You told me you could never tell yep. me Greg Oden would have flamed out after three years in the NBA. Like you could never tell me that when when I was coming up in high school yeah. at least. So, no. Nah. But uh, yeah. Last two things, y'all. We're gonna get to our team breakdowns this week. We got the Dallas Cowboys and the. Denver How about them Cowboys? Cowboys? I mean, look. Twan's a low-key cowboy lover. He's going to give him a tattoo just like your boy. No, you know, he's going to put it on his arm. What is it? Never get tattooed. Look, Cut break down out. my cowboy so I can just critique what you about to do right quick, cool? Well, um, this is my honesty. Like I said earlier, I, I'm predicting them to win the division. I think they'll probably edge out uh, Philly. Um, if they don't win in Philly, but I think now, listen, Washington's going to cause some problems in that division. I think a lot that defensively, they're going to cause some problems, so I don't, I, I think I think it's gonna come down to Philly and Dallas handling business With against uh, Washington and uh, the Giants, and not you know losing a game here or there to one of those teams. They need to sweep both of them. I think out of Philly and Dallas, whoever can sweep them, uh, the Giants and the Redskins, then they'll be fine um, as far as winning the division. But right now, I'm, pre- I'm predicting Dallas um, to do so. Um, I'm, I think Dak is, you know, he's in his contract year. I'm always, you know, trying to get that new contract. So the contract um, gonna be here. Breaking news. Breaking news. Yeah, yeah. Don't get paid. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let paid. it go. Breaking news. Okay, but I think the biggest thing, the biggest thing for Dallas is getting Travis back up front. That to me is like the biggest game changer for them. Um, just having their best interior lineman back. Uh, that's going to be really huge. Um, Amari Cooper was their first round pick this year. <laughs> you know, um, I would take Amari Cooper. Look, or receiver didn't go in the draft to the twenty fifth overall pick this year. Um, so that's to let you know what kind of class it was this year, or how the NFL thought of this class. Or so Dallas, you know, did a really good job in acquiring that pick, and because um, Amari Cooper would have went a lot higher than than. Uh, Oakland ended up using on that pick in this draft. So I thought Dallas did a really good job with that, uh, with Amari Cooper. I think they had the weapons. I think they have everything that they, they could possibly need um, offensively. Um, of course, Jason Witten coming back is like having another offensive lineman because of his skill at a block, as a blocker. You know, he'll be a chain mover. Definitely not a field stretcher. I could probably outrun him running back hey, right hey, now. Hey, hey, but, hey. Huh. But, you know, um, getting him back is, you know, big locker room guy, leadership guy. Um Cause Lord knows he was probably the worst anchor that I've ever seen since. He probably he's the worst one since Emmett Smith. Emmett was bad. It's it's a, it's really close between Emmett and Jason Witten as the worst analyst um, on TV that I've ever seen. What are you seen. talking about? They're terrible. He gave They're us awful. so much entertaining insight into the game. 
Man, if you don't cut that nonsense out, they were Jason Witten was garbage. Witten, Witten and Boogerman Parlin was the two greatest commentators on Monday Night Football. Are you oh crazy? Oh my goodness! Please don't get me started <laughs> on Booger. Please don't let me get started with his his milk good head. Uh, please don't get me started on him. Anyway, moving on. Um, what was I about to say? Okay, so yeah, we got um, who was I talking about now? Okay, yeah, uh, Jason Witten. I, th- I do think he's a good addition. They're going to be solid on offense, and um, I really like to see them push the ball down the field some more. Um, so we'll, you know, we'll see how that goes. And I'll also use Dak's legs, please use them. Uh, defense side of the ball, I guess everybody over there on D line decide they want to smoke weed all day. And um, uh, David, Earl, oh my goodness, this, uh, I'm not even gonna go down there. Not gonna even go down that road with them. Um, of course, uh, Dexter uh, coming back. Um, I, I love the linebacker tandem they have with Jalen and um, Layton for years to come. That'd be a, a great duo um, uh, going forward. And um, of course, Byron Jones, great corner. I mean, Dallas really has everything. I I, I don't see too many weaknesses with the Cowboys. <laughs> Talk about um, the King. I, I I really don't. I really don't. And. Um, you just it just gotta be it just gotta be consistent. That they have to keep their heads on straight. Um I think it's gonna come down to what uh their coach is gonna do with them. And I know, you know, people are kinda they're ready for uh, for them to get on out of there. And I know a lot of Dallas fans want to get Sean Payton <laughs> in the building and uh to work with all that talent. So, you know, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, Jason Garrett can do a good job this year with them. We'll see how far they can go. But I'm expecting uh, Dallas to win the division this year. And uh, But, you know, it's going to come down to their players keeping their heads on straight and being consistent. Of course, the most important thing, being healthy. <sighs> All right. Uh, so, I forgot one thing, y'all. Dallas Cowboys will win the championship this year. Um, yeah. But uh, let's get to this fancy breakdown. So, man. your first pick of the draft. His name should be Zeke. Ezekiel Elliott. The man probably going to rest for 2,000 yards this year, y'all. If not 2,000, at least 1,800. Uh, Dak Prescott. Um, draft him. If you want the most, the most breakout quarterback candidate this year, that's him. He's about to get paid. He's about to lead us to the promised land. Dak Prescott should be drafted in every league. Um, if you want to start him, that's on you depending on who we play against. But uh, you see, wide receiver Amari Cooper, um, you know, he's from uh, Florida, Louisville County, Georgia. So, you know, uh, we, we take no, him proud. He's from Florida, y'all. <laughs> Look, Amari Cooper's been somebody I have I have hated for a long time when it comes to fantasy football because he drops so many balls a year. He drops so many balls a year. But you know what? He's in Dallas now. Dak ain't gonna allow him to drop no balls because Dak gonna put it right on the money every time. Something Marcus Mariota just cannot do. Okay. Uh-huh. So, uh, okay. I asked Tom about quarterback rating. Okay. If, if you don't believe me, okay. Uh, just to keep on moving, Michael Gallup, do not draft. Unless somebody gets hurt, do not mess with him. Jason Witten, do not draft. Like Twan said, he might literally can beat Jason Witten in a race going backwards. <laughs> so I would not trust it. The defense, though, you better draft that defense. Because they're going to turn the ball over, they're going to get sacks, and they're going to cause fumbles. Um, let me see. Our next team, because, look, like I said, if you want to win a championship in real life and in fantasy, you better have some Cowboys on your team. And so uh, the Denver Broncos is our next team. <laughs> look, mine's going to be real simple in fantasy, so I'm going to go first. Do not draft Philip Lindsay. That will be a bust this year. I know a lot of y'all last year said, but I want some money. Philip showed up for me. That's cool. Philip Lindsay is going to get your team and your feelings hurt this year. Do not draft him. That Cinderella story was great. The whole undrafted, fast guy, little guy, cool. Just remember, he did not finish the season for you, okay? That's for a reason. They not meant to prepare that ball that many times you that little. Do not draft Philip Lindsay. I wouldn't mess with the defense. I would not mess with Joe Flacco. No offense, yeah. the only that yeah, division, no boy. offense is probably the only player you might want to touch from Denver because he's a tight end you can get late as hell. And I think Twan said before, Flacco love his tight ends. But that's it. Twan, go ahead, bro. 
They finishing last in the division. <laughs> Damn. Uh, uh, I, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, I mean, they're gonna be getting lit up by every team in that division. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Kansas City probably gonna be going forty. Charge probably go thirty. Raiders gonna hang twenty at least on them. It might maybe thirty with Antonio. I mean, I don't. I think people sleeping on Oakland too. So they they gonna be garbage. You know, I don't believe in Flacco either. Um, John Elway has struggled, struggled, struggled to get a um a quarterback since. You know, he was gifted. I mean, Peyton Manning just fell in his lap. But he's been struggling, uh, you know, drafting and during free agents outside of Peyton. So, yeah, I'm not expecting anything from them. They just paid Chris Harris again. Um, of course, they still have Von Miller. Um, so, I mean, they going to get after the quarterback, him and Bradley Chubb. They will give you some sacks. They, I, I believe that they'll get that and they'll cause a few turnovers. Man, um, but, man, look at here. Well, I, mean, I don't trust no Joe Flacco. Um, man, Sanders coming off that Achilles injury. Um, no, man. Mm-mm. I'm straight. They're going to be in last in the division. That's that's all I got on yeah. them. Yeah, it's going to be sweat and sweet for them boys. But uh, look, y'all, we appreciate uh, all the support for the podcast. Please, 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 uh, please keep sharing, keep listening, keep uh, sending in questions from the crowd. We do appreciate it. Uh, Next week, I will be getting to one of my questions from the crowd because uh, I know Javo, he's going to want a whole probably 30 minutes on that Carmelo Anthony, not a superstar, which, which Twan said he has somebody who agrees with him, which I we might have to bring that person on the podcast because I, I just don't quite – somebody needs to explain to me some of this stuff. So we'll tease that for next time. But before we let you – Thank you.